<laughs> you know, I don't. Th I don't think anyone listening understands how weird it is to see Josh dancing to music we can't hear. It's like I can hear it. It's me I'm, going. I, I, I didn't say you could hear it. I said we can't hear it. Yep. <laughs> that was beautiful. I know. Can you right? do that backwards? <laughs> Oh, wait. <laughs> Vagina Josh, dentata! I... Vagina dentata! <laughs> Josh, I had Bailey from... Uh, uh, we come from Beneath the Sea, or whatever the fuck your podcast is called. Bailey, I'm sorry. I'm slightly on another planet right now. Uh, ask me about like how much Jerry cost to do our music, and I'm like, no, that's Josh. <laughs> he thought that Jerry was my band, yeah. and that's me singing over top of my old, old band that a song that never had lyrics. So I was like, fuck it. I'm taking it, making my own lyrics and making it for the podcast. Suck a dick. On a side note, um, I just looked over <laughs> to IMDb. I didn't know they made a hostel three. I knew they made two hostels. Did they just make a hostel three? Because I just saw an IMDb. What? I'm very confused. Okay. ADHD drawer coming out already. We didn't even say, Hey, we're murder moose podcast. Part of the slashing gal. Yeah, do it, Rod. Do it. That was it's in cue. the game. Oh, it's in wait. the game. No, the whole thing. I didn't <laughs> no. even say it. <laughs> we are Murder Moose, a horror podcast. Part of the Slashing Cast Podcast Network. It's in the game. In the teeth. Oh, my God. In the butthole. I, oh, I went this week. Because I accidentally went to the mall at two of the worst times. Well, not accidentally the first time. I dropped Diane off at like noon, right before Christmas. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I'll pick you up when you're off. I, I came like three hours early, like at dinner time. It was the worst time getting a parking spot. And I was like, oh, are you ready to go? She's like, yeah, I wish. And I was like, what? Why the fuck am I here? Oh. <laughs> so I went and saw... Anyone but you, just because I had the time and I was like, I'm not, I'm not fucking leaving. I'm just going to go and see this random anyone but you. And the person, mean, what? That like, I don't, that movie with Sydney Sweeney. I was like, oh, she's cute. Let's go see this. And the girl like, I don't know who's Sydney like ripping Sweeney tickets is. is like, this, just for one. <laughs> I was like. I'm like, you just, what the fuck? Why you got to make this weird? Like, I wasn't making this weird. You just fucking made no, this weird. Don't make it weird. No, yeah, Josh, don't make it weird. it weird. You made it weird by going to anyone but you by yourself. That was the weird part of this. No, it wasn't. Hence, it was hence, not weird. No, no, it's up, never Josh, weird up, Josh, to see a movie Josh, by yourself. Up, you can suck it my is, fucking dick. It is not a fucking. I, I mean, <laughs> go eat a hamburger. Eating I, as the as the meme the meme king returned. Uh, oh yeah, hamburger. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm just go eat a hamburger. Oh, I'm hostile I, tonight. Suck my dick is just something I'm saying three? like crazy. Are you yeah. hostile part three? Wait, wait. Is this real? I, now I gotta. Okay. ADHD. Three. Okay, you guys He's talk for a second. Like to take part in the podcast. Just so you know, no, she's, I, she's ready and willing. I definitely saw this. 
It was. Uh, I was gonna say I thought there were like eighteen of the hostile movies. I just I remember the poster vividly, and it had the guy from like one of those like girl shows that my ex was watching at the time. I want to know what a girl show is, Josh. Is it lesbians? Is it like a, a? It's probably like Pretty Little Liars or something like that. Yeah, it was like or Vampire Diaries. I watched a lot of Vampire Diaries. <laughs> And there wasn't oh, the, my... the reason you just saw this is because that guy with the fucking guy liner from Teeth is in it, eh? Dude, I so I used to play softball with this dude, and it he looks exactly like that guy, and I, I, I just couldn't stop thinking that it was him the whole time. Also, this movie, before we get into it, Every time I see the real bad fake tattoos, and, and it was oh. like such, it was like such oh. '90s new metal tattoos. It was like they really were. Speaking of tattoos, I yeah had the best best time on Christmas Eve, getting my uh, my fun Mike Myers work on my leg. And I'm so happy! God damn it! I love it. I'm back, I'm Josh. Like, oh. yeah. I'm in love with it. Josh, Josh, uh, the rodster has returned. <sighs> oh, he's back. He, well, I got to let him in. He's got to be nice to me now, though. Like, if he wants back in, he's just got to be. When have I not been nice to you, Josh? There we go. Josh, I when have I not been keys. nice to you? Like this. The keys. And I had to put it back in. Okay. The it kids are back. Like Josh, it looks like Josh wants to finger me, which I'm okay with. Just get consent, Josh. What, you couldn't Consent. hear me? I can hear you. I said I have the keys. Oh, wait. I'm just saying I need to give you my consent before you put your fingers inside of me. Well, if it's anything like <laughs> this movie, apparently not. This movie has the worst men in the world. Yeah. Except for her father, her stepfather. Yeah, he was good. He was... I mean, great guy. Her brother was. Didn't we'll get into it when you get in the movie. Have you guys been watching anything else before we get into this whole shit show? I did do my. Uh, I have the tradition on Christmas Eve to always watch Die Hard, and this yep. Christmas Eve I watched it in the chair getting tattooed, and I was like, "This is probably the best time I've watched Die Hard because I'm watching it with I... a friend that also loves Die Hard, and getting Halloween tattoos on Christmas Eve. It's just dude." Best I was very movie. sad. I'm very sad because I was supposed to get tattooed tomorrow, and my tattoo artist had to cancel because her mother passed away, and she oh, has to no. sign. She had to sign for ashes, like her ashes. Were oh being my delivered. god! And I'm not That's laughing. Not I'm laughing because it's fucking sad, and it's just like, oh, why? And so, like, I'm getting tattooed on Tuesday, so I'm. Well, that's not a big deal. I'm filling out the rest of my arm, the bottom of my arm, and yeah, I'm happy because. This has actually been what I've wanted to do for the whole. I don't even know if I'm going to get it all filled in. Probably not all of it, but. Ken, when are you getting uh, tattooed? When is it happening? You tell me this. It was supposed to be last weekend, but I didn't meet with anybody. And then I was like, you know what? It's fine. I'll wait. And so it'll probably be end of February. Why didn't you go Calgary. on an adventure? Why didn't you go? To, uh, why do you go on an adventure and get tattooed? Yeah, come on to Calgary. Vacation. Maybe. I know Let so Josh many see. tattoo artists that I could be like, hey, you got a spot? My friend's in town. Do it up. 
and it would maybe, probably happen. Maybe. Josh will even let you stay in his room, like uh, his house, and it will only be half of Airbnb cost. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> if you need, yes, there's this, and there's this, and there's this. There's everything, everything you need. Look, you could even stream from here. I could. That's true. It's like Weasel I have a stream is... set up. Wow, this is the calmest I think I've ever seen Weasel. Weasel is just like, Mommy, I love you. Don't leave me. Don't leave me, mother. Mother, don't leave. Oh, dude, I, I got to send it to you, Ken, I don't, or and Josh, but there's someone made these uh, this thing to put on a, a Sphinx cat's ass, and it makes it look like Dumbo, and its tail is it the... <laughs> That's the trunk funny. and I was just like I kind of don't send you things I've seen the jewel ones that you like put around their tail that dangles down their buttholes yeah. but dude I've always said I want a hairless cat and I want to name him Lucifer and just like he's like that one cat you know the famous one that like just sits on top of the refrigerator and glares down at everyone and like is just like iconic for being the most evil looking fucking cat you will ever see in your entire life also rum is good and <laughs> How was your guys' Christmas? Did you guys, uh, what, did you get any fun things for Christmas? It was better than I deserved. That's what the UPS guy said tonight, and I thought it was really cute. It was really good. It was really good. My dad got me an impact drill Ooh. and some drill bits and a, like, hand mixer thingy. Nice. I got one sweater. <laughs> That's a bonus. That was my no. Christmas. Why? I told you, when you're going through all the shit that I've been going through this year, Thanksgiving was rough. Fucking Christmas was rougher. I was sitting there crying during Christmas. It was just a nightmare. Ah, it's been a fucking hell of a year. 2023 has been a nightmare. And I'm still going, though. And I'm ready for 2024. Because I 2023 is out, and I'm going to be like, the happiest man in the world, and I'm starting, yeah, up the year with, I'm starting up the year with tattoos, man. I'm gonna get my tattoo and be exactly. a happy little boy. That's be how I see it. Like even if yeah. I got like a whole bunch of fun stuff, a vacuum. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! Vacuums are fucking badass Christmas and it's, presents. I was stoked with my drill. Like no, I, I'm I'm pumped. Definitely stoked with my vacuum my because it's the one that has like uh that is more handheld type thing that you can take mm -hmm. everywhere and I did my stairs and my stairs have never been done better because it's one uh, built to do fucking stairs and I was like yes this is such an adult conversation because I would <laughs> love to have a vacuum like that because vacuuming stairs is an absolute I know bitch. finding a vacuum that doesn't die from pet hair is just like the ultimate like but I have to tell you guys because it, it will uh so my ex is works with this woman who you go, you're dumb. Like she's a really not intelligent person, but her husband's even dumber and um, dumb and dumber. Yeah. It's basically dumb and dumber. This, the, the husband is so dumb. She's very pregnant and he wanted to pay for her hospital for having the baby without insurance. Because he thought that was smart. <laughs> and so the, the the reason I mentioned that because 
And so, f- wait, hold on. Yeah. He wanted to give her that for Christmas. No, no. I, I, the, the. There was just a point of how dumb this man is. He didn't understand how much having a baby in a hospital costs, and he owns a gun shop and thinks that like he's like MAGA one hundred and one. And um, that I just want to had to explain how stupid this motherfucker is. He bought her. She has nice pots and pans, and he bought her a seven hundred dollar pots and pans. And I'm like. It's just like we want you to want to do things, okay? I'm just gonna jump in front of a train. It's official. I'm jumping in front That's of a. That's fair. I'm jumping. I, in- I have wanted to yeet myself into the sun all day yesterday and the day before. So like, I feel you. I. I in Canada, I, it costs nothing to have a baby. It's like thirty thousand dollars to have a child in the U.S. I I think it's way more than that. If without insurance, yeah, it might be more now. I think yeah. I think thirty thousand dollars would be the hospital state, not all the other stuff. Probably. I think yeah. if you're if you're having a baby with any amount of complications and or any like, it's a couple, at least a hundred, if not two hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Like, but why? Why do we? Never mind. You go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say I laugh. I made me laugh. Uh, uh, Josh just made me think of. I was watching Crip. Uh, do you know who Crip is? Uh, Ken, he's a. I know the name. Yeah, he's a pretty big Twitch streamer. He's been streaming for a long time. He streams Hearthstone, but like in Path of Exile. But he was t- he was talking about the other That's day. That's why it sounds. Funny. Yeah, he was talking about the other day about how like people in his chat were like, "Yeah, you get free healthcare." And he's like, "Yeah, I used to get free healthcare, but now I make a lot of money, so now it's not free." <laughs> and I was like, "Touche, sir. Touche." This is why this is in. It's a it's a it's a true statement because it's that weird thing where in America at least where people make money, they're like, Oh yeah, they start like they they turn in their, they sell their soul f- so that they don't have to pay as many taxes and start voting Republican. And I'm like, Yep, yeah, that's what it explains a lot. Explains a lot. So um Josh, you watch Die Hard. I watched Die Hard and Die Hard too on uh over the last couple of days, uh, what yesterday? Oh, we watched National Lampoon's Christmas va- Vacation in Discord for movie night. Nice. nice. I, st- I well movie day because we watched it on Christmas because Twitch shit itself. Yeah, what was I going still? Th- it's just Twitch being Twitch. I still think the one of the hardest times I've ever laughed was that first time I saw that movie, and he goes down the hill with the the industrial like lube, and just like yeah, I was like, this is hysterical. So. Oh man, oh man. Okay, what else do we want to talk about before we go? I I don't think like I haven't been in the movies or anything. I hear Aquaman two's pretty okay and not doing well in theaters. I have zero desire to see. That. I literally like, could like, have none. just saw it and went and saw anyone but you. Like I saw. Oh, uh, what is it? It Aquaman two's about to start because I I went just because I had time right then. And I was like, what's starting right now? Oh, Aquaman 2. I was like, anything but that movie. Oh, I get yeah. it. Anyone. <laughs> it's James Wan, though. I don't fucking care, man. How was, I, how, just, how I was don't anyone, care. How was anyone but you? Better than Aquaman. I'll tell you that. And I haven't even seen I, it. <laughs> I think you can't say that without context, though. Sure can. I'm over it, man. I have superhero fatigue, and I don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah. What? I mean... Next year's Marvel only has one movie coming out next year because of the I don't strike. care. I'm not Are even going to see it. It's the writer's strike. Oh. So, but it, no, you're not. 
you know what the one Marvel movie that's coming out next year is? Deadpool, probably. What? Yeah, Deadpool. Yeah, I'm, I'll just the skip one, it. The Wolverine Deadpool yeah, one, right? Yeah, it is. And okay, I'll watch that one. Yeah, exactly. I'm watching Ryan Reynolds in an R-rated Marvel movie. Are you fucking kidding me? Fuck yeah, I am. Eh, Especially, I, after, might. I don't know if you guys you guys didn't see it, but at the end, uh, the end credit scene of the Marvels had uh, Fraser as Beast in it. So I'm like. Yes, he's going to be killing all the Fox Cinematic Marvel Universe, and I'm very happy about it. Uh, I've started watching Dance Moms again. I'm sorry. But I will say, for anybody who gives I'm a sorry. fuck about any of it, um, Jojo Siwa started on Dance Moms, or at least that's like how I feel she started well she started on a different abby lee miller show but anyway uh her season just started and i love her and hate her at the same time and i was like this is the best thing ever because she's like the first child that like stands up to abby in the slightest and i'm like oh you're the you you fabulous but and mighty nine can can i understand the mighty nine thing i understand that but you're watching Dance Moms. When you watch two episodes of that, you could have watched Psycho Gorman <laughs> already. And I, I'm going to tell you this. Psycho Gorman is infinitely more entertaining than Dance Moms. Maybe it's three episodes because I don't know how much. Is it an hour show or half an hour show? I, the, that it's like gr- 23 minutes. Okay, so it would have been like four episodes. And I'm sure you do more than four episodes in a sitting, right? Yeah, it depends. What, yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought, Ken. Psych. You even said you would watch Psycho Gorman, or did you have to wait till Josh's Psycho Gorman tattoo? I, I forget what that. I think I said once Josh gets a Psycho Gorman tattoo, but you never know. I may get froggy. No, you said you'd watch it before I get tattooed. I said it. I'd watch no, it, or else I get to tattoo you. Oh, that might be fun, actually. Yeah, but I, I'm not I good can't... at it because I've never done it. I don't care. It still might be fun. <laughs> Ken, Ken just wants tattoos. She doesn't care what they are. Oh, wait. Poke me with your needles. Dude. Put ink in my skin. Dude, that's what I'm... Dude, that's why I'm getting a tattoo. was supposed to get another tattoo tomorrow. I, at this point, I'm just like, give me ink in my skin because it's fucking therapy. It's the most cathartic thing in the fucking world. Uh, my really. therapist was literally like, bitch, go get a fucking tattoo. And I'm like, yeah. And then I still haven't done it. So I don't know, man. Why do I pay for Dude, therapy if I don't do what I'm told? My therapist got me to buy watercolors and draw, a, a, paint a very bad like painting that's upstairs in my bedroom because she that's thought I sweet. should watercolor. And I'm like, it, watercolor I, is fun. You could throw salt on it. You can do all kinds of cool shit with watercolor. Why would you throw salt on watercolor? It pulls the water and the ink into a location to give it a different effect. That's interesting. I didn't know that. You can also use like a straw and like blow air and it'll like push the water paint, like the watercolor, yeah. like, you know, different directions. The, I, yeah, There's I'll, a lot of cool shit you can do with watercolor. As I lo- used to watercolor. As long as I don't use my like, 20 something dollar bottle of like Himalayan salt with like fucking like just do it yeah I don't know and for okay. the record I'm not saying dump a fuckload I'm saying do a little sprinkle a little sprinkle here and then like put the, that like straw the in your mouth and then blow it in your butt like the salt yeah. man like the salt man meme? yeah like the salt man <laughs> okay we are episode 169 tonight so we are Giggity! gonna dive in to a movie that is 
I think the scariest movie we've ever watched on this podcast, and it's not even close. We are talking about Teeth from 2007. Yes. Um, in the synopsis, if you don't know, it reads as follows. Still a stranger to her own body, a high school student discovers she has a physical advantage when she becomes the, su- the object of male violence. I... Dum, dum, I, dum. Before we Wait. go too far. Hey, I'm going to. Before we go too far, yes. I must preface this episode by saying we are going to be diving a lot into purity culture. We are going to be talking about a lot of religion regarding sexual activities, abstinence, all that jazz. Yeah. Um, because while the movie is terrifying for many reasons, for some of us, that was one of the larger concerns and larger fears. So before we go super far into it, I just want to give you that heads up because I am a very opinionated person when it comes to purity culture. Ken, we, we told Ken before the episode, she is in charge of this shit show today. And that means that, like, she gets to guide it. So, Ken, proceed. The ball, the the balls that are, you know, saggy and one's bigger than the other and they're kind of hanging in your court. They're, the, the balls are in your court. All right. Well, then let's get started. So, Teeth came out in 2007 um, at the Sundance Film Festival, Festival the day after my birthday. So, it was January 19, 2007, and it had a limited release on my birthday the next year um, in the United States. It had a budget of $2 million. Box office cleared $2.3 million. So, woohoo! Uh, turns out, uh, I don't think that people... I. I think that over the years it's definitely taken off and done a lot better because of just how wild the subject matter is and how over the top it feels. Um, but we were talking before the podcast really got going about some of the overarching concepts and we'll we'll get into those a little bit. But for starters, if you have seen this movie, tell us. You can tweet at me. You can tweet at Murder Moose. You can tweet at Rod. You can tweet at Josh, whoever. Tell us if you felt the movie was based on satire or not. Because for those of you that are not familiar with the movie Teeth, as Rod mentioned, it is about a teenage girl who is unfamiliar with her body because she's been brought up in a purity culture. For those not familiar with purity culture, we will be going down that rabbit hole as well. So stay tuned. But as she's exploring and learning more about herself, uh, she finds that she has a certain issue that others probably don't have. But she wouldn't know because sex is so horribly viewed upon and women's anatomy is so horribly viewed upon. I, so. The movie does a really good job of like addressing the, the fucking stupid double standards in America, at least. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I assume... But I, you can correct me if you're listening to this in like fucking Finland or some shit like that. That a lot of the world is very similar. But like, like when the scene where they're like viewing the human anatomy book and they're like, "Oh, here's a cock," and it's just like you know the the penis and all the the insides of that. And then they get to the vagina page and they have like one of those like golden stickers that's like they use on like I I think of those things like book fairs like when you're like covering things up in plastic and shit like that and covering up the vagina and they're all like what's a vagina look like and this I guess uh, to be fair 2007 
if you're not old enough to remember 2007 or you were younger, 2007 porn was on the internet. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't like today where you had like the 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 sense like the the hubs of porn, like the hubs, the tubes. <laughs> I did that without even thinking about that. But yeah, so it 2007 wasn't as you know easily accessible porn. Like I this was I'll take you back to 2007. In 2007 you were download usually downloading porn from sites like you know like I don't know what it was, like whatever like Pirate Bay's version of 2007. I can't think of the name. LimeWire. Yeah, LimeWire. Nightmare, I think, Pirate is a big Bay. one. Yeah. But you were usually downloading porn from like torrent sites and shit like that, where they were, it was like DVDs and shit being uploaded and then downloaded and that stuff. So it wasn't like 2007 was like you were, you were getting good, like better internet, but like still, it wasn't like now where you can go like jerk off on your phone because you have like, dude, and I'll, I have to say another thing. You were going to go down a path that, there. You were gonna go down a path, I, but then you didn't. There's a path, but I want to go down this path now. The the step the step porn that's on those sites now it just gave me creepy feelings watching this movie because of all the like the step porny feels of this movie, and I'm just like, oh, I forgot about this because I didn't ever watch all this movie before. But I feel like everyone is just like, you know what? If we're gonna upload something, we're just gonna put the word step in front of it, and then it's gonna get more views. Clickbait. Yeah. I, I, the thought of step porn still grosses me out. But can continue. <laughs> you see what I did? There? Oh no, that's good. Um, speaking <laughs> of it being two thousand seven and kind of like you know talking about porn and everything of that time period, I'm gonna dive backwards just a smidgen and bring up the fact that in two thousand seven, smidgen pigeon, roughly towards the end of the. What is it? The uns? What do we call this? The aughts? The aughts? Towards the towards the late aughts, I call uh, purity culture had started to to calm down pretty significantly. Yeah, purity culture uh, really took off in the late nineteen ninety or in the nineteen nineties. Um, there were multiple different facets of purity culture that were kind of taking the world by storm, but primarily in the U.S. There was backing. I want to say that they backed that the government backed Silver Ring thing. No, they backed True Love Weights. Um, put like a million dollars. The government put roughly one million dollars into. Um, was it true? Was it? No, it was in True Love Weights. And if you're not familiar with these, the the craziness of these, because I remember taking part in True Love Weights, is basically at a very young age, you're introduced to this concept that sex outside of marriage is bad. Sex with same-sex partner is bad. Um, sexual activities involving, you know, masturbation or looking at porn or anything that might stimulate you in that way is bad. So they would take you to different certain certain levels, you know, obviously were more extensive than others. There were things like purity balls where you would go with your father as a girl and your father would swear to protect your virginity okay. and you would swear to you would swear to stay pure until marriage. And yeah, there was stuff for boys. <laughs> But girls were the primary focus. Yeah. Don't let don't get it twisted. The I, Jonas Brothers tried to make it cool for boys, but don't get it twisted. I have to say, 
the father-daughter thing is so incredibly creepy. And we live in a time where the fucking house was his name, Mike Johnson, the the leader, the uh, the minor or the majority leader, of the House of Representatives in the United States of America. Links is on an app where him and his seventeen-year-old son get alerts if they look at porn. That's just fucking insane. But like the father-daughter shit is just like. It is in their mind a sweet, it, but everyone outside of that, me at least, it comes off as the fucking, just like creepiest shit in the world. I, I think that. it's very, there's ways to address, there's ways that purity culture can never function because fuck all of that trying to even justify any facet of it there's jumping back into it a little bit and then i can stick those feet back in my mouth in a second (laughs) um i don't know if you guys remember this i don't know you know if if you two i don't i don't know how popular purity culture was in canada but i don't know if you remember the jonas brothers miley cyrus all of them taking a pledge that oh, yeah. they were not going to have sex and they had their rings and but i fucking like, loved the jonas brothers because their music slapped and the drums were fucking dope so i i, I was into the jonas brothers they recently brothers. discussed their purity culture and everything pretty recently and it was I, very very interesting i remember in 2007 this? like jonas brothers were hard on my playlist like they were going yeah. hard have you guys seen the South Park with Mickey Mouse and the Jonas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. That was way after the whole like actual thing. But yeah. They've recently come out and said that it was like the worst thing that they ever did, that it like it screwed up their their self-esteem and messed with them a lot. And there's a lot of studies right now coming out about just how damaging purity culture was. Of course. To an You're stunting generation. fucking uh, like normal feelings that exactly yeah and and it's, if you suppress something that is like a normal and should be like openly talked about and explained correctly so there's like an understanding of what's right what's wrong what when how so there's not well, this and- like oh i'm doing something wrong oh shit and then you create you know those what you were talking about this last week right rod like the uh things that that are suppressed when you're a kid turn out to be like kinks or something later, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the thing, the thing too, that, that purity culture also like certain more extremist forms, but not even extremist is, you know, like no, no dating. Don't form a relationship. Yeah. If you do have dates, they're more of group dates or you're courting, but you're definitely not dating. There's an individual. Definitely not docking either. Not docking. Um, I was so excited when I saw this. Um, when I was, I want to say I was like 15 or 16, I was given a book by the author Joshua Harris that's called I Kissed Dating Goodbye. And in this book, it discusses on ways to improve the secular dating scene and um, how to be that singleness is not a bad thing and that... Um, being single is not being selfish and basically like dating what you needed to do is to put up a facade um 
it, it there's a lot there's a lot to it and it's all christian based and dude like that whole book fucked me up and the the best part of it being that it was given to me by a family friend who was concerned because i was dating someone little did he know i had lost that virginity a long time ago and it <laughs> wasn't any of his fucking business but what a dick it still like it, and I mean the same thing happened with my very religious uncle. He we went to see Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, and afterwards we had to sit down as a group and discuss how giving up your virginity to a boy was bad and how she's never gonna feel the same. It was taught in our schools, it was taught in our churches, it was, you know, explained to us that sex is evil, sex makes you a sinner, you will die, like you're oh gonna God. burn in the pits of hell. Um, we had promise rings. We had the rings. Like it wasn't, wow. this wasn't just like something that was made up in the world. This was the South. Like yeah. it just was always, you wait until marriage. I, you wait until marriage. America is a say, horror fucking movie. I, I just gotta say, America really is a fucking horror movie. I, <laughs> I do have to follow up really quickly though and say the part that made me really happy because I Kissed Dating Goodbye came out in 1997. Joshua Harris in 2016 started stating that he regretted writing the book in 2017. He announced that he hated writing the book and he apologized and I think they pulled it in Canada. And then in 2018, he and his wife announced that they were getting a divorce and that he's no longer Christian. So blame Canada. Now, one more follow up with this. The individual that gave me this book, who was so concerned about me potentially getting pregnant or whatever the case may be, his young teenage daughter got pregnant and had a baby. I I, I don't want to stop you, Ken. I just have to say that the the thing that happens and that they these motherfuckers never acknowledge, these motherfuckers get married at like 18 because... When you're 18, you're so desperate you're, for the cock. They're yeah, so desperate or for the puss. Yeah, you're just, you're just all the. It's it's one of the better things about this movie that they turn up. But like these people are like, you have these normal kids who, because of that bullshit in their heads, are like, I can't stop. Like there are other creeps in this movie. Don't get me wrong, but they they get married at 18 because of all this bullshit we're talking about. Right out of high school, and guess what? Their divorce rates are—they're not—they're not fantastic. One, they're the ones who are at thirty, have four kids, and whatever. But like, and then they get divorced at thirty-five. Like, dude, jumping into the fucking dating scene at like forty—it's like you see how like those are the scary things. Is like I don't care if you have a kid when you have four at thirty-five. I'm just like. That's a little too much for my plate. And okay. Yeah. <laughs> Can continue. <laughs> no, I mean, and that's, that's what happens. And there's a lot that goes into that as well. Like we were kind of touching on it. You, you can't handle relationships. You don't know how to address them. You don't know how to deal with, you know, if you're not allowed to date, how do you know how to react in a situation when you are with somebody else, when you are with a significant other? Teeth does an incredible job bringing this back around because I promise that there is that this all goes hand in hand. That is the the entire like premise of this movie is true love weights. And even though they don't call it true love weights, they don't call it a silver ring thing. It's all about purity culture. They wear red purity rings. It's very cult like. In that, you know, they're all stating different yeah. uh, 
phrases and things that you you know would say in those situations. It's and the of like, course it goes back to God. They're all repeating it like a fucking cult, like Ken saying. They're like yeah. they're all like it's like Hitler Youth. Like it's that thing where you're all saying something at the exact same time. Like you don't have any thought in it. You're just repeating shit that's been drilled in your head over and over and over and over because when you you're doing that kind of shit you're not saying shit that you've heard three times you're, you've been dozens and dozens of times you've had that shit drilled in your head yeah exactly um there's a uh... <laughs> weasel definitely just fell off I, the desk i just watched weasel go blump <laughs> <laughs> there's <laughs> in teeth um, the main character is handling and dealing with uh, purity culture. Again, they, they like Rod mentioned, they're opening up their science textbook and they're looking at the penis and they're looking at the anatomy of the penis and they flip to the vagina and you can't see anything. And one of the kids says vulva and it's this whole thing and everybody's acting all like, you know, all the purity kids are like, ooh, like, oh, I can't believe you said that, you know, sinner, whatever. Um, and they they can't let it go and since she's never learned anything about her own anatomy she doesn't know how stuff works she doesn't understand like what's wrong with her why is this happening and in case you haven't figured it out because we have kind of danced around it she has something called vagina dentata which is where you have teeth in your vagina and the story unfolds where you know she's raped like her first her first sexual interaction as a child is her sexually assaulted yeah and then as as a teenager she's raped and she is able to kind of hold her own even though she doesn't realize it by chomping dude's dick off with her vagina dentata it's great it's but she then has to deal with the shame of that no, this she is Marvel done she right. She has to deal with the shame of carrying around yeah. the fact that she's broken her sacred vow. Oh, Sorry, wrong one. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> she's broken her sacred vow. She's lost that connection with God. She's lost that connection with a future husband. And she put herself in that situation in her mind. And she was raped. And now she has to live with that. That and first so one is so fucking uncomfortable. Like, it, yeah. It it's the kid that uh she trusts the most. They're having an actual connection and it's showing just how fucked they they are in this situation that they're in. Yeah. And it, it you know, it turns the men in this movie to they're all just the fucking worst. None of them are they're all fucked in the head. They all have there there's miswiring Especially the doctor scene, you're just the doctor like, is the, the worst. Doctor scene oh my, makes me so uncomfortable. I know. I'm just like, this is where you're, and he even says it too. There's no judging in this room. You're supposed to feel like you can. You're you're very vulnerable. This whole movie, it's it's showing how vulnerable, you know, sex can be, especially uh, at that age. It's just it's not, and that's why it's important to have a conversation and to educate yeah. and to make sure that. Yeah, they're they're having to sneak around. They're sneaking around in a cave, and then he's like, "I haven't fucking masturbated since Easter." Oh, and this like rage case. Yeah, it's it's just this whole movie. I can I can understand why people get so uncomfortable, but the 
thing I remember the most is just the like how fucking metal she is at the end, just like boom, boom, yeah. dick balls. I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> like fuck. It, at the very end, it, it turns into almost a Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah, like, she's, especially she's the last embracing scene. the like inner like, demon and is just yeah. fucking, she is like, fuck it. I am like Medusa. Fucking let's go. <laughs> I would I would have too. Like, fuck that. Like, you don't teach your kids anything. They learn things on their own, and this is what she's discovered. It, Men are gross in her world. Like they're all like I said, the only man in that world that was good was, was her, her father. father. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's, He was a good man in and that, this movie. And that's why I kind of talked to like we're talking with these two about it before like the podcast about like is the level of satire this film actually is because as we've been doing this as long as we've been doing it it's like you take the regular world and you turn it up a little bit like this it's kind of like the beginning of thanksgiving right where it's like that satire of consumerism right and it's you take you take the normal set culture like the scene i like the doctor scenes very like like satired up love like the it's like the uh, the fears of wall with him like yelling vagina dentata that that's totally turned up to 11 that that's like the thanksgiving at least there was no arm breaking i'm just i'm good and then no arm breaking and then you have the 10 things i hate about you like where the guy is like like making bets to bang her while he's fucking her and like dude that was the worst decision you've ever made yeah (laughs) which is I, I still laugh at like him like picking up his dick and like calling his mom and his yeah. garage. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> I will say the the one thing that like they do show this guy who is not in this purity culture turns out being an absolute piece of shit too. So I, I still feel like the overall commentary is on purity culture. I still feel like that's your overall thing. But and her brother, her stepbrother is a piece of shit. Oh but I God. think he's the fucking worst. He is horrible. Um guyline. Yeah, there's a lot of scenes in that movie that make me very uncomfortable and make a lot of people uncomfortable I, um, I, for I, both sides. I have to ask I wonder like how many people who saw Teeth for the first time and had no idea, like at film festivals especially. That opening scene is you're just like, what happened? And then, but if you know in it what this the premise of the movie is, you're like, is is one of the most unsettling scenes in all because it's a fucking little kid just trying to finger bang a like a was she like three or four? So he's like it's just it's these Yeah. And it's not as creepy because he's a little kid too, but it's still like this thing that you know shouldn't be happening and it's just like you're like and it's that sign of you see what this piece of shit turns into and like kind of like what the whole like secondary setup of this whole entire film is this piece of shit getting his you know like his his up his his like you know payoff for being the garbage human being he is like it, it's like that scene where he's banging that chick doggy style while his stepmom is just like in the hallway and you're just like you knew he was a piece of shit, but that scene, you're just like, what the fuck? My whole thing, too, with him, like, it's not a whole thing. It was just a little thing that was brought up because we watched it as a as a community. 
um, when he's showing the tip of his finger and they're making this whole big thing about his finger. And I was like, okay, he got that. That happened to him when he was like little. I literally had a drill go through my finger down to the bone in September. And you can't, like, there's a little tiny hump right there. Like, the whole chunk of that part of my finger was gone. Like, really? I think I, I think also really? uh, some people scar differently. You know, it's like healing and how well you can scar, like, all, all that shit. It's, it's, I mean, you have to wonder, like, what, how many stitches you needed or whatnot, because they would have probably taken that kid in for, like, because his finger was about to fall off on the end. You know what I mean? It was just the tip. Like, fuck, I've just had the tip, the tip. Of my finger cut off. That's what she the said. Dink, the Dane Cook uh, game, just the tip. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Dane Cook has similarities with the, the, the stuff. <laughs> if you don't know Dane Cook, who's in his mid. He might be 50 at this point, just married a, a 22-year-old or something that he had been dating since she was like eight, 18. <laughs> since she was 18. But we all know, based on the math that they dropped, she definitely was younger. Dude, I, I'm sorry. Dude, that guy, though, was trying to fuck my friends in school. I had a friend when I was like 16, he was hitting her up and like Dude. all up in her MySpace DMs. And she met up with him at a show. And like, he's fucking gross. Dude, I'm sorry. Anyone in their 40s or like, I look at fucking 25 year olds and I'm like, you are way too fucking young. You're, let alone 18 year olds. I'm just like, ugh, ugh. You have nothing, nothing, nothing in common. And I understand sticking your dick in 18-year-olds is like, oh, but like, Jesus fucking Christ. It's just. It this is where Rod makes out. a whole bunch of just sounds for three minutes. Yeah. The thing, though, is, is that like saying you know when guys like when they did the the countdowns and stuff or when girls turn 18 like and, yeah like the know, olsen oh twins God. that was the creepiest the one of all time yeah, or fuck. the ones with um emma what's her name the girl who played hermione oh emma don't watson watson yeah, yeah when yeah, she yeah. when she was 17 the day that she like turned 18, somebody did an upskirt photo of her and they were allowed to publish it because she was she had just turned 18. And if they had done it the day before, it would have been child porn. And she was like, how does this work? Like, oh why is that God. OK? Why is that acceptable? Like shit like that. Or, you know, the teeth does a really good job of shining a light on things that I think if you watch it the first time, you watch it for the shock value. You go in. You're like, oh my god, have you heard about this movie? You watch it, and you're like, oh, well, it's terrible. Like, oh, I'm trying to think. And, and everything. What? How old was I in 2007? Like, you know, I was, I was 17. So yeah, so like, I don't do math, but I was a little older. No, mine's easy <laughs> because I was born in 90. You were so like you just... 21, Josh. Okay. Yeah. So I was younger, but still, like, it, it's a lot different now. I have, you know, I have kids. I'm older and i saw this a long time ago when i was like i was in like my first relationship with someone too like long term and her and i were still like very adolescent and stuff so we were watching it through like 
almost the character's eyes, I guess, right? So now I'm seeing it through like a parent's eyes and it's it's a whole other level of creepy watching it back and not just seeing it for that shock value and the like the one scene that I remember, the metal fucking dropping dick and just becoming badass chick scene. That's what I'm like, this movie's nutty and fun and whatever and it's really not that fun. It's fucked up and it's it's definitely a commentary on yeah it's very uncomfortable but it does a great job the indie vibes it has also gets strung along by a really good like choice of music and it it has this like weird it feels polished and well done but then like rod was saying some of the acting and some of the like satire things it almost doesn't feel intentional but i i don't know it I think it actually was because of it has to be. Yeah. Yeah. And like I I really enjoyed it more this time around because it just it felt really well put together. And it's, we've seen yeah, a lot of bad movies. So yeah. It's definitely it definitely shows and gives off those vibes of the late nineties, early aughts, teen revival, purity culture vibe they do a great job of it yeah. a great job of it it it's it's child abuse man i i hate to tell i say it like that but it's child abuse it's the i i think religion as a whole when forced oh, yeah. on upon children is child abuse but like this shows you what you can do and what you can warp and what you can do and like i grew up catholic dude and catholic catholicism is as Brutal. a as a 40 year old, like I joked most of my thirties and like it is coming to terms with a lot of things in therapy now, but like Catholic guilt is a real thing, man. Because when you've been told that like all your natural feelings and like urges and shit are wrong and evil and going to make you go to hell when you, I was masturbation. It was one of the most, natural common things you can do and it's good for you as a man good for you as a woman it releases stress men it fucking clears that prostate out so you don't fucking get prostate cancer and making you feel guilty for shit like i don't think kids should be having sex don't get me wrong but like you're sitting here going the way they handle it and the way they do it and the way they make you feel about it it is warping your sense of reality it's warping your sense of what the natural state of human beings are what the natural state of urges what it's like it's the shit that does like all that stuff it's like the same thing if you did that to them a kid about food you get the eating disorders right like can can you know you've gone through and you've talked about eating disorders and you've all the stuff you've gone through that shit warps you because it's like Mm -hmm. Classy Kate talks about it all the time. Her mother, when she was real little, was like, like, was putting her and her sister on like fucking Weight Watchers and shit when she wasn't even fat because she was afraid she was gonna get fat. It's all that shit where you just warp the fucking minds of your children, and you sit there and go, "What parenting can do, and what parenting does, are two very, very, very different things." Because it's like this could happen. This happens. Well, and I think some of that, though, like, 
to kind of step in and defend my parents, for instance, like they were doing the best that they knew to do, which was keeping me involved in the church and keeping me active. And like they weren't just out like, you know, they weren't shoving religion down my throat. And in fact, when I was younger, I wanted to be involved in the church, but we did adhere to a lot of those same values and whatnot. Um, It's, it's hard to looking back at it now after helping raise a boy um, who will be 18 this year, like growing up with him, basically like, you know, you don't know the right answers to things and you don't know if what you're doing, if it's right or wrong and you, you do the best you can and then you try to work through that. Um, And like his stuff, like I'm not obviously going to discuss how we handled all of that because that's very personal, but it's interesting the decisions that you think you would make and then the decisions you do make. And then when you look back and think, oh, Maybe I should have done it the way I originally was going to do it. <laughs> like, yeah. But it's it's interesting to kind of see. Um, I, I And I'm not judging. One of my comments and commenting on it is not all like judgmental on all parties involved because there are plenty of people who, like you're talking about, your parents who were doing this stuff to like have you involved in a community. I just don't think that we fully are aware and i think we're becoming i think people millennials and younger are way more aware because of the social media and the ask like it's become clearer as the information spreads out that what this does to people right Mm -hmm. it's not just this like you have these victims and i'm gonna say the same victim because it very much is the case oh no we lost rod I feel Uh-oh. that he's going to probably begin discussing victims as a whole. There he is. But yeah, these victims who are able to spread this information about what is done to them and what it, it like what they the effects of it as adults. And I just think that that information and spreading it and like it, it gives a clearer case of the outcomes of something like it's like all the shit where like people are like oh yeah like do you ever hear about like my dad talks about it all the time like he was born in 1951 he played high school football you know in the 60s like they had to drink like salt water because the science at the time was fucking like that was like how you stay hydrated and it's just shit that like doesn't make sense now and doesn't like you just go oh okay and so it's just i think it's a eye-opening experience and this is really kind of on the like the precipice of when the internet was alive did you say precipice on purpose precipice but i swear you said you just said precipice if we're talking about teeth so i don't know did you say precipice i just want to say 2007 was the year youtube came out okay and that's all i had to say can give you good continue I, I there's a lot of points i was making with that kin was out before 2007 no, did he just say you no, can continue he said you can precipice continue what year did youtube come out ken because I, it was 2007 so i'm, I'm just curious i'm not... 2005 <laughs> 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 bitch okay. i grew up in this time frame i, I remember 
I did too. You were older. Yeah. Oh. I was in high school. She just slapped you with a dick. Guess what year I graduated like from high school? 2002. I'm 03. See, I was in high school. I was in it. I was in deep. When did you graduate, I mean, Ken? Facebook fields. The dot edu shit. That's why. That's why you had to go to purity culture because it you were in it, Ken. <laughs> I was in too deep, and I'm trying to keep all the love of my head. The blood head going, going under. under. Speaking of which, uh, so it just as a just as a random side note about purity culture and religion, I found this a little while ago, and I, I wanted to bring it up. The catchphrase slash slogan slash whatever the fuck you want to call it for uh true love waits is first thessalonians 4 3 through 4 and it is it is god's will that you should be sanctified that you'll avoid sexual immorality that each of you should learn to control your own body in a way that is holy and honorable there you go but if you'd like to, we can also go into Handmaid's Tale level Bible verses. I, I, why never are you watched, eating shrimp? And I've why never are you watched wearing mixed, mixed, uh, mixed fabrics for your garments. The only thing I know about Handmaid's Tale, I know the general like concepts of it. I've never watched it, and I know that it's the chick from uh, The Invisible Man. Those are the two things I know about Handmaid's Tale, and that Brooklyn Nine Nine did the episode where like the Halloween where they had all the, uh the people coming out dressed up like the hands made tail on the Halloween episode. But that's about all I, I have know that about costume. It. I just don't know where I want to wear it. Cause I'm afraid I'll get murdered if I wear it here. So, I mean, again, I, we want to reemphasize, especially if you're listening to this, not being in America, America's a very, very weird place. It's and a horror movie. Every, every state it's is basically getting worse. And I know, worse. but, Every state is like a your like a European country, and every state, including the one Ken lives in, above like below a certain like radius that votes for Republicans, wants things to go backwards. Yes, because that's when they had power, and that's when like minorities didn't vote and shit like this. And I'm saying this on a fucking state. The 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 funny thing is. And it's not funny, but the thing is that the the whole thing about abortion in America, especially, they make these justifications that abortion's about the lives of the baby. No, no, no. The reason why Republicans, especially Republicans, want abortion banned is because the number one leading faction that has abortions are white people. And these people all have it in their fucking twisted little heads that if they stop white people from having abortions, they won't become like white people are supposed to become like the minority in America by like 2050. I don't even know if it's that late. And these it's a white supremacy thing. Stopping abortion is a white supremacy thing. I think part of it's that and part of it's cannon fodder for capitalism. But there's a whole the overall thing is it's just control. Yeah. Like, how do you control people? You put them in a situation where they have to continue to work and do all this other stuff to raise children that they may not want that then get into a system that they can't handle. It's a control. I mean, that's and control has been a thing about politicians. Republicans have focused on it a long time. Guess why we're paying student loans like we are now in 2023? Because Richard Nixon's a piece of shit. 
or was a piece of shit. And may he rot in hell for all eternity if there is such a thing as hell. If not, I hope he keeps getting reincarnated and getting fucked in the ass by a horse and dying and then repeat, repeat, repeat. I just hope, and I hope every time it lasts longer. Like, it doesn't just, like, I just hope he gets violated by a horse cock like Mr. Hands just like come over and over and over again. Fuck you, Richard Nixon, you evil, evil piece of shit. There you have it. <laughs> yep. That, <laughs> I I have to say I just looked at my timer and we've already gone an hour and it doesn't feel like that because it's been like there's been a lot of cool stuff to talk about and we can keep going and I don't give a fuck as long as but yeah I just said that so I just think personally if you're gonna watch this go into it watch it open minded I mean at this point I don't know if you'd go in watch it open minded but if you do go in watch it open minded have fun giggle be uncomfortable. But then go back and watch it again and just really sit down and look at what it's saying. I did see somebody online that was like, this is a feminist wet dream. All it's doing is showing that all men are evil. No, it's not showing all men are evil. Again, her stepfather is amazing. It's showing what can happen with little education provided because you've got boys acting out. You've got girls acting out. You've got the the non-religion kids acting out it's a trap it's all a trap i i honestly think that the only person like truly depicted it there are like two characters depicted as you you call evil and that's the doctor and the stepbrother like those two are those two are depicted evil i think yeah. every other character in this movie is just like caught up in these fucked up culture like the the first guy especially you see what happens the other guy the the guy who gets his dick put back on or they show it getting put back on he's a piece of shit but he's like a high school boy piece of shit he's yeah like, he's a high school boy like yeah and and not that that's an excuse we should never use the excuse no, of boys will be boys no we're just stating from yeah. that perspective yeah that's not uncommon for that time frame to yeah how boys were well yeah it's a very much like they're like turning up what those teenage boy tennis and like let's be honest man i know i did some fucked up shit as a teenage boy when you're horny like the the hormones are just fucking like just amazing and he, him especially is like that character that you're just like oh he's a he's an he's a chad but he's a horny chad but like he's not like he's not evil i think the only two characters in this whole movie that are evil like i said are the doctor who is completely evil and a character that isn't that far off. Dude, how often do we find out about dentists who, like, have been, like, doing creepy shit while people are knocked out? Like, it happens. I'm pretty sure I've talked about my experience with a dentist. So I don't know. Not on here, but, like, you don't have to. You don't want to. Oh, no, I don't mind talking about it. There was a local dentist uh, when I was growing up here. He was like, we had just moved here. We needed to find a dentist. And, like, the first couple times my parents went back with me. And then one time I went back by myself because my grandmother had taken me. And he was cleaning my teeth. And he was like, oh, you produce a lot of saliva. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, when you grow up, you're going to be a really good kisser. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you saying that now. Yeah. It's just like. Turns Ugh. out dude was arrested for child porn. Like, lots of child porn. So, medical professionals, you have to be really careful with. And yeah. it's Yeah. It's weird, and it, it's a thing where, like, 
I don't know about you guys. Like, I mean, you can, this is probably more to you because I don't know how often Josh actually goes to therapy. Like, I feel more comfortable with women therapists than I do men because Same. I feel like men, it's like the, it's a thing where it's like, I feel like that concept with men just, I feel less comfortable with. And it's because of shit like this. It's that you know what a man is capable of in like in my own like weird like and i just i i don't know as a guy who's most of my friends are women at this point it makes sense like it it's i say 5 to 1 for every 5 women friends i have i have one guy friend at this point it's not like it it's i i feel more comfortable around women and it, it's just because I, I don't know man and i know lots of women who are the other way around like women who are the opposite it's you don't always feel as comfortable with your own sex because of, you know, right? Like it's that contextual thing for you. Um, so yeah, I think those two are the the kind of evil portrayed characters because the, the stepbrother is evil. I mean, it, or he's a psychopath. Like he's anyone started and they show that off of that first scene. He's a psychopath from a very early age. He's not just a, and you see what he turns into in his twenties or whatever he is. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's, it's they kind of actually hold back a little bit, like what they could have done. Like I was like, I, I forgot. I had never watched all this movie before. I thought he was going to kill the dad and they kind of held back from that and held back with the Rottweiler. They just use the Rottweiler for the most predictable scene in the whole movie. But it's the scene that you're like, when it happens when she bites his dick off with her vagina dentata and then like, like fucking, uh, drops it on the floor and of course that asshole has his dick pierced <laughs> he's got a prince albert and then the dog eats it and the best part about this is like how sad the kid gets when he's like the dog eats it and then the dog just spits out the head with the like fucking prince albert <laughs> it was glorious <laughs> it is glorious that and the that, that and the, that last shot where she just turned like it's kind of like it almost reminds me of memoirs of a murder josh where you know like he looks at the camera like like do you know like oh i know the killer's watching this and is that contextual like in this she's like oh i know you're watching this and this motherfucker is about to get his like that what what's he do he's like like the creepy old dude you're just like so yeah okay ken is there anything else you want to talk about before you get get out of here with this nope like I said, I think you should watch it, and then I think you should watch it again. Yeah, it's, it's, I did. It's a weird, it's a weird <laughs> movie in a lot of ways, and it like if you're, you have to like, and that's why I brought up the satire because I had never, I it's like probably been ten years since I tried to watch it. Um, it's very over the top, especially the first like third of the movie with the, the purity stuff, because. Ken, as Ken's talk, been talking about the whole episode, that stuff's real extreme in real life. And they, I think they turn it up a little more to to get the point across to why this happens. The cult-like ad aspects of it, the, like, the brainwashing, all that stuff. Like, dude, it, like, this scene after she, she takes the first dude out and she's just ripping that shit off the wall because it's all about, like, they warp their minds to, like, oh, yeah, you're, you have to do this. So, like... The ultimate day for these kids is like the the wedding day because they finally don't have to like hold back anymore, right? It's like the thing where like you finally get to be a human being. You don't have to wait. You're not doing this bullshit for God crap, you know? And uh, where she's just tearing all that shit off the wall because she realizes 
it's just bullshit or it's is it guilt? I think Ken, it's like really guilt for her, even though like I think part of it's guilt. I think a lot of it's guilt. A lot of it's uh, yeah, she's like never going to be pure now. Like and that's a lot of guilt that people carry. That's a lot of mm-hmm. guilt that even if you do so willingly, like, you know, I struggled with that. Like, yeah. I struggled with that a lot because I was like, I'm no longer pure. good. Yeah. And I mean, and you've got people in like, you know, certain communities that still view it that way and will, you know, say things that like I laugh it off and I think it's funny and we have a good guffaw whenever Dante shows up and talks about seals being broken (laughs) and whatever. But in the back of my head, I'm like, you know, it's funny to me as an adult because I've lived it and can laugh it off. It's not funny knowing that people actually have to deal with it. Yep. I make light of it because I, I feel like you can't take everything so heavy handed all the time or you'll be miserable. Yeah. Um, But like there are people that, you know, especially right at the beginning, you're like, I'm ruined. Like that was her entire life. They did a great job of emphasizing yeah. that was her entire existence and it was gone. Yeah. And then who are you? What good yeah. are you? What value do you possess? I mean, and it's like it was like a cult because the recruiting stuff like doesn't the one kid go oh we got like 20 kids to sign Mm up that's in like it's such a minor detail like while you're watching it but you think about it after you're like holy shit also was the first dude that died was he talking about fucking a girl in the ass because he goes i was pure i'm still pure in the eyes of god was that like was he was referencing because i could be or it could be that he had uh I almost said message to God and prayed to God to redeem him of his sins and make him a born again virgin because you born again virginity is a thing that exists in religion. What's that song about the like the 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 two the two girls that did a comedy shows and stuff like that? Uh, like hollow it's like oats and ho- what I forget what the name of it are, but like they have the song about taking it in the ass because it's uh okay in the eyes of Jesus. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, there's that whole like soaking thing that some people say is not true and some people say is true, where like you can do insertion, you just can't move, so people will like insert and then have a friend jump on the bed. Like yes, so the song like is called the song is called the loophole. By Garfunkel and Oates. Do you two know this song? Because I heard that song, yeah, yeah, it's it's very relative, so you should listen to it if you know. It. Like it's those two have been a lot of comedy stuff. Like the one girl was one of the main characters on like Big Bang Theory, or they both were on Big Bang Theory. But yeah, so that song is really relevant to all this. So okay, we can wrap up. Um, we are not doing a movie next week. Next week we're gonna do our wrap up of our 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 favorite. How, are we doing 10 or 5 uh, favorites? I think we did 5 last year because if we do 10, it ends up being like a crazy number. Oh, so we could do... I think we all did honorable mentions last year, but like... Yeah. And then like just we'll go over those real quick and then do our top 5. Um, and Josh is adhd it out so hard that he's not in here. <laughs> I just want to thank people for listening to me ramble about tea and purity culture i've been really excited about it i wanted to do more of a deep dive into purity culture but dude i can't believe there's so much this episode flew like i swear to god this was like the fastest flying episode we've ever done like i looked over and i said like it was like over an hour and i'm like holy shit because this stuff's all so interesting and you killed it again and i would i was excited to do this because uh, like 
this dude i mean i'm not like i was never i grew up in ohio so it wasn't like the south but it was like Ohio's one of those weird, like, half and half places that, like, yeah. goes back and forth between, like, both sides of it. But, like, well, I mean, I nannied for a homeschooled religious group family for years, and they were very, very anti sex, very anti, you know, hell, they went on a raw only food diet for a few years. Like they yeah. were very extremist when it came to stuff like that. Um, I don't know why they let me in the house, but they did. I took really good care of the kids. Like that was the only thing I could figure. I mean, um, you're ex- Ken, again, you're a sweetheart and a wonderful lady. So s- you give yourself more credit, Ken. You, I'm just saying I wasn't as religious yeah. as they were. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Welcome back, yeah. sir. We've decided on five movies for next week and then some honorable you mentions. Yeah. You good, Josh? Stretching. Okay. Okay. Okay, cool. Okay, everybody. Thank you for listening. Next week is that. Uh, so go to murdermoose.com. Uh, follow all that stuff there. Watch our episodes. Go to youtube.com and search the Murder Moose podcast. And you can find us there and subscribe to our podcast on there. Um Go to continue.com where you get all her links. Go to joshwrb.com and get all his stuff. And I am Rod underscore Johnson on Twitch and Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. And guys, this is our last episode of 2023. So thank you for listening. 2023 has been a fucking shit show, but we love you guys and we appreciate you all. So uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys next week for our top movies of 2023. Thank you for listening. You guys are wonderful. And we'll catch you guys later. Bye. 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 <laughs> it's in the game.